Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Yes, sir. And Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. What is, uh, did we ever decide your actual real middle name? Doesn't have one. Agnes? I mean, what is it? <laughs> no, I was not born with a middle name. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. We, that's so why that's why we gave it Ziggy. That's why. Of that's right. Saint Ziggy. Yes. Yes. It's a sign. It's a sign, yes. Ziggy. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's, he's losing the, it. He's the patron saint of Stardust. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> and makeup, for some odd reason. <laughs> um, okay, so we have that behind us now. Uh, so today's got... This is an interesting topic. Uh, yes. And I think this is like show number 525 in our history. And oddly enough, they've all been interesting topics. So go figure. I don't know. This is like a pretty much a, a, if a you sure. you do say so yourself. Yeah, exactly right. I am the, I'm the sole judge of whether or not it's interesting. You're a fantastic judge. Yeah, apparently. So, um, so, so we're going to talk about hunger today. Now, um, it's odd that we're, maybe not so odd, that we're at a cafe. And, uh, you know, there's chocolate donuts sitting in front of us right now. And so hunger like, just comes to light. That's just a thought uh, about hunger. Uh, but I, I really want to sort of extrapolate on the hunger aspect just a little bit um, and talk about where hunger comes from, what hunger is. I mean, just in a very let's, – let's take God out of the equation for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we can't, just so we all know. I, I don't start sending letters because I'm, n- I'm not going down that path. I just – sometimes it's good when we're talking about a concept. Where does that concept come from? And – in nature, mm-hmm. hunger plays a very important role. Right. Huh, Sam? Oh, absolutely. That we all enjoy, like, uh, answering a need. Yes. Right. So whether it's food or whether it's some kind of comfort, uh, whether whatever it is that our, our, our body seems to crave, mm-hmm. uh, that there's a hunger for that, there's, there's a satisfaction that comes from from satisfying that hunger. Right. So it goes beyond just like the need for energy and food. It could be also the need for rest, for example, you yeah. know, uh, after having consumed all the food that you need. So, yeah, I, I agree. So, so we're treating need, hunger as the, uh, it's a, it's a in, interior yearning for a need. Yeah. There, there, there is an, in, uh, there is an innate, uh, so a, a natural desire to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's part of our, 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 our physiology, you know, it's part of our psychology. It's part of our 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 uh, you know our our body, our physical, biological presence desires to uh, be fulfilled, mm-hmm. right? To be filled and fulfilled. So now let's put God back in the equation, mm-hmm. and and so there is this also this um, this idea that um, that all hunger essentially because God is the author of nature. And that God actually wrote uh, hunger into our DNA, into our design. I mean, it's it's part of who we are as as biological creatures as well as spiritual creatures. God designed us to have desire, right? To 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 need fulfillment, and that, that, that you can't separate us from that. Right, and so that's why I said at the beginning, if we take God out of the equation, which is usually when I'm talking to someone who doesn't necessarily believe in God and thinks that like the church or any kind of religiosity is 
is something that is suspect. Um, you can always start with, you can go back to nature, because they don't necessarily equate nature and God. But mm-hmm. I see, obviously, the connection, as hopefully you guys do as well, and all of our, our wonderful listeners would know that God created nature, mm-hmm. and therefore, um, to be natural, essentially, is to live in God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, since we're in the realm of the physical, in terms of physical needs and hunger, it's a fact that a lot of times when a person feels hungry for food and says, gee, I really want to eat blank, that a good rule for dieting, you know, is to drink water. Because a lot of times our body gets confused between drinking, between a thirst for water and a need for hydration, and it mistakes that for a need for food. And the reason I bring this up is just because we experience a hunger do we always know what we're actually hungering for, what we're actually needing? Or is it possible that sometimes we get really confused by our own hungers? No, Snickers. Exactly right. There's no confusion there. Or chocolate donuts. You can see it either way. Uh, but no, you're exactly right. And I think we should pivot to that direction right now. It's like what satisfies the hunger, right? And we, if, if we do this... Um, Strictly from uh, without well without making a connection to something that is spiritual, mm-hmm. we can easily because we are fallen, right? There was we talk about it every seems like every week we talk mm-hmm. about the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. but because of this little tiny episode that uh, calls this ripple effect out into the cosmos for all eternity, right? Until God comes back and and uh, uh, and everything is made perfect again, you know, uh, because of that that little event that had such a cataclysmic effect on all of us in original sin, we can hunger for the wrong things, or we can think that we're hungry for the wrong things. And that's why so often people get into uh, bigger and deeper trouble when they have trouble, because they keep going down the wrong path. Uh, as my you know grandfather would say, barking up the wrong tree and all that kind of stuff. You know, those, these these uh, euphemisms or whatever to, to help you know that like you're not going to find satisfaction there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was uh, uh, who was the the cowboy, the urban cowboy movie, looking for love in all the wrong places, <laughs> right? So it's like uh, uh, somebody Gillick or somebody I can't remember his name, uh, but anyway, a great prophet of our times. And and I think a lot of times we get into trouble because we're looking in the wrong places. We're we're trying to find, we're trying to be satisfied, and that inherent, innate desire to be satisfied is not bad. But we will feed that desire with bad things quite often. We, our hunger, it's a natural thing, and it's a good thing, and it tells us something, but it doesn't tell us the whole picture. We can't rely on our hunger to actually tell us what we ultimately need. That's right. And it's why some people who have uh, become prone or fall into addiction, right, because it just things get a little worse and worse and worse, um, and they keep trying to fill that hole. And when they fill that hole... With whatever it is, food, uh, power, uh, drugs, sex, whatever the, the, the lust, the problem is, when they, that hole just gets bigger. St. So, Augustine. Oh, yeah. our hearts are restless. That's right. They're, they're truly restless. Isn't it amazing that, see, you've rubbed off on Sam, on, on, on Tom there, because Tom suddenly, he's now the great prophet monger. <laughs> you know? And I think that's beautiful. And you've, you've left poor Sam here in the dust. Go ahead, Sam. Well, no, no. Actually, our hearts are restless until we rest in, rest in thee, 100%. I agree. That's one of my favorite quotes. Actually, I was going to come in with a quote, but not from a uh, 
a canonized saint, but from a modern evangelist that most of our audience has probably heard of, Matthew Kelly. Uh-huh. He has a great quote that was it really smacked me in the face when I first heard it, which is, you can never have enough of what you don't need. There you go. Right. You, you, exactly. And so you, the, the hole will not be filled. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's a frustration in that because people keep wanting that, that natural desire to, uh, to, ha- to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Right. That natural de- desire to be satisfied is inherent. It's innate in who we are. And there's a frustration because there's yet another prophet that will quote a, a great. Uh, I don't think he's canonized. Well, he's not even dead. There's well, there's questions about that. Uh, it's it's uh, Mick Jagger, right? <laughs> I mean, I can't get no satisfaction. I mean, right. at, the, at the end of the day, uh, it's it's a song of frustration, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you, I can't get satisfied. I can't get satisfied. And and if you go down the laundry list of things that people try to find satisfaction in, invariably, they're going to be the wrong things, mm-hmm. right? Invariably, it's going to be you're going to come up short. Because, uh, again, I think that we would propose, and I think most people listening are like, I wonder what he could say would be the only thing that satisfies. <laughs> so I'll pause for like three seconds, and everybody, just in your mind, fill in that, that blank. I mean, Tom, Tom, Tom already said Snickers. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but Tom, so we're, we're not going to... We're, we're, we're not going to grade papers. So, Tom, we're not going to grade your paper. Darn. Um, uh, and you know you got some chocolate donut isn't now in your beard. <laughs> Save it for later. Exactly. But uh, well, the, the and the answer is God, right? Because if here's the thing, if and this is this is I think this is a profound thought because I thought it. Oh but yes, yes. If <laughs> if the desire to be fulfilled, right, is natural and and that is it's actually holy, right? Because it finds its origin in God that we were designed. To, then the only true satisfaction comes from God. Oh, absolutely. And one yeah. thought that also comes to mind is, you know, a person might ask, well, gee, um, what if God's calling you to something? Like, maybe God's calling you to this kind of career or vocation. Don't you, aren't you called to that thing? Well, sure. If God's calling you to it, you're called to it. And he's going to give you desires for it. And they'll be fulfilled to an extent when you undertaking that career or uh, whatever that might be. But if you're, the question is, is that job your salvation? No. If you're seeking it apart from God, then that becomes dangerous. So I think also, you know, God will give us legitimate hungers for things of this earth, including uh, a hunger to pursue this or that career. But the question is, are we pursuing it in communion with God? Are we seeking to receive it from God's hands? And are we willing to let him give us something else instead Mm -hmm. if if the hunger that we had was actually deceiving us and pointing us in the wrong direction? Is our higher source of of seeking satisfaction God as Mm -hmm. opposed to some other thing uh, that we might think we're hungry? I know. And so so basically it requires discernment. Yes. I mean, we should be discerning these things, right? Because that's the only way we're going to know true satisfaction right and so and so we have lots of evidence there's some beautiful scriptural um passages and and one of the things that comes right to mind um is is john chapter six right and eucharist and there's a couple of uh situations but also uh luke uh, chapter nine so the feeding of the five thousand but then also in john chapter six when we're talking about um uh eating jesus's flesh and drinking his blood 
but then the feeding of the five thousand, which precedes that, and and in the um, in the Lucan Gospel, uh, what we see at verse seventeen there in chapter nine, they all ate and were satisfied. We, we should not um, undervalue those those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all ate, right? That's nice. I mean, so I ate at Taco Bell the other day, right? And then there's and were satisfied. Now that's those are big, big words, word. big word, right? And and they to be satisfied with a meal. Think about it. I mean, first of all, the the, the miracle of feeding the five thousand, right? Just with a couple of loaves and fishes. I, I get all that, and and that's important to understand. I'm not trying to downplay that, but this idea of what they ate was satisfying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mick Jagger obviously was not amongst those 5,000. <laughs> Keith Richards might have been. Yes, uh, there, that's, there is question about uh, 2,000 years old. I, I, I get it. But um, there, there was satisfaction there. And can you imagine eating a meal? Because I, I know I've had some pretty good meals in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go back. I'm 58 years old. I can remember some really good, like this particular cruise ship or this particular banquet or this this thing that was cooked by my mom or whatever. And I can think of things that like, oh, my goodness, that was so, just so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just remember it. And I'll, re- and I'll even maybe fantasize a little bit or, or, or just make it seem even better than it actually was if it's from my from my memory. Like, you think that way about my checks mix. Oh I know gosh. you do. Yes, yes I, exactly. Now I'm hungering for your checks mix. This is yes, not cool. That's exactly right. But, <laughs> but, the, but the reality is to be satisfied. I don't think any of those meals, any of those things that I ate actually – truly satisfied because i still want more in that regard what comes to mind is you know in the in uh john six in the bread of life discourse jesus says talks about the the their ancestors in the desert that they ate of the manna that came down from heaven and they died right yeah and that god is and jesus is offering here you know the 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 bread that you eat it and you shall live well if you think about the uh the, the jews in the desert what they were hungering for, yes, was to make it through the day and get the nourishment they needed. But they were also hungering for the promised land. Mm-hmm. Right. They, exactly. No, exactly. And, G, you know, Jesus actually calls them out on it. That, because in John chapter 6, verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Jesus knows why they're there. He knows their hearts even better than they do. And they, and they want that food. Right, because there was something mysteriously, uh, mystically uh, fulfilling and satisfying in that food, and so there's something natural uh, in that. And and really, Jesus wants them to know it's essentially that God is the source that will fulfill. And that and so we're going to talk more about that. We have we have to take a break, but before we do take a break, uh, we're going to remind you that we got a great website. Uh, I would like for you to visit that website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Just about every family that celebrates Christmas will set up a nativity scene somewhere in their home. But most people are unfamiliar with the origins of this beautiful custom. The solemn tradition of the Christmas crash was started by none other than St. Francis of Assisi in the early 13th century. 
Just a few short years before his death, St. Francis traveled to Greccio, a small Italian town built on a beautiful mountainside, so that he might celebrate Christmas there. But because the local church was not near large enough to hold all those who desired to attend Midnight Mass, he sought permission from the Pope to hold Mass in a niche in a mountain wall in the town square. But this Midnight Mass would prove to be quite unique. St. Francis set up the altar in preparation for the solemn occasion. St. Bonaventure, in his work, The Life of St. Francis of Assisi, written just after the death of St. Francis, takes up the story from here. He says, Then he prepared a manger, and brought hay, and an ox, and an ass to the place appointed. The brethren were summoned, the people ran together, the forest resounded with their voices, and that venerable night was made glorious by many and brilliant lights and sonorous psalms of praise. The man of God, St. Francis, stood before the manger, full of devotion and piety, bathed in tears and radiant with joy. The Holy Gospel was chanted by Francis, the Levite of Christ. Then he preached to the people around the nativity of the poor king, and being unable to utter his name for the tenderness of his love, he called him the Babe of Bethlehem. That would be special enough if the story ended there, but it doesn't. St. Bonaventure then goes on to tell us that a miracle occurred on that cold and clear Christmas morning on the mountainside. After St. Francis prayed before the tiny wooden manger, a beautiful baby appeared for all to see, sleeping in the manger. It was the Christ child. The entire town and all those pilgrims who had come to celebrate Midnight Mass with St. Francis were genuinely moved by this miraculous event. Not only that, but, lest anyone in the town should doubt, there were many stories of the miraculous healings that came from touching the hay on which Jesus slept. And so, to this very day, the tradition of the Christmas creche, the nativity scene, is held with great reverence in the homes of Christians throughout the world. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and we are talking about hunger uh, and certainly we're talking about the idea that uh, that hunger can really only truly be satisfied by the divine, mm-hmm. by God, that, that it's natural and normal and even holy to be hungry, right? But there's this, we're, we got a built-in uh, compass that points us to God. Everything that we do should point us to God. And so hunger is one of those things. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, this whole topic started because I got a letter, and I want to read... Uh, from that letter, uh, and the letter is actually from—I won't say his last name—but it's from Kenneth. And um, so, a little shout out to Kenneth and and the the guys that are with him. Uh, Kenneth is uh, currently incarcerated uh, in a nearby um, uh, jail, and so uh, he's in prison. And uh, K- Kenneth uh, wrote this lovely letter to me, uh, and it actually sparked me and made me think a little bit about. The concept of hunger mm-hmm. um, and has nothing to do with prison food. I, you know, I don't I hope that I hope they have decent prison food. But mm-hmm. Maybe it's not great, but the reality is this is a hunger that goes that's profoundly deep. And I just uh, wanted to uh, to read this quickly. 
I am writing to tell you how much we all enjoy your program, The Catholic Cafe, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Prior to the COVID-19 crisis, we enjoyed once monthly mass with Deacon Bill Davis overseeing this program. We uh, practicing Catholics now have no monthly mass. Our copies of The Word Among Us is not given uh, out until the last of the month. This request is to seek your assistance in obtaining Catholic reading and study material in paperback form, as our library has no material for us. We'll continue to listen and trust you and your listeners can include us in your good thoughts and your prayers, respectfully, Kenneth. And so, first of all, Kenneth, thank you so much for that uh, God bless that, him. that letter. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just tell you, um, uh, when I read that, my heart went out in a, in a in a way that maybe it I just you just don't realize right we mm-hmm. write people off we've done a couple of shows on prison ministry but still I'll be honest with you we do those shows from the uh, the comfort of the Catholic cafe sitting here with chocolate donuts in front of us and we have our freedom to move about in society as we will and the reality is Kenneth doesn't and 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 the folks that are there with Kenneth uh, so the men that are there uh, in his particular area where they're listening to the Catholic Cafe program so they get a sense of what's going on uh, through that, certainly. And we appreciate the listenership, and I hope that we bring you uh, some graces and blessings there. But what he's speaking about, like, it, it just makes me, like, we take for granted our ability to do those things. And here's the other key is, like, you know, we're whining about COVID-19, right, about the, 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 the coronavirus pandemic. And we want, you know, and for a little while we, we, we were, didn't have masses, well, so still in uh, in prison, they're not having masses because people aren't able to go in as they were able to before. And so Deacon Bill, who does a great prison ministry in the Diocese of Memphis, he's involved in that. He's basically kind of waylaid. He's just kind of basically just sort of sitting by the wayside waiting for them to say, we can do this again. Mm-hmm. Right? So he can't do it. So now they they have this hunger for mass. He said, we practicing Catholics, he says. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing their best to be Catholic in this environment, which is a great blessing because you can be Catholic anywhere. But what I think is neat is it speaks of a hunger because what's he asking for? He's asking for reading material. Uh-huh. And so it made me think like, well, what can I do? And I started thinking about my position at the diocese and realizing that I've got a room that's filled with probably three, 400 uh, books. Now, not all of them are going to be things. They're, they're, they're like free samples that some of these uh, folks sent out like Ascension Press and some of these great um, our Sunday visitor, et cetera, but they're for like school kids and, and things like that about how to learn the faith and things like that. But some of them are very appropriate, so I, I'm going to put together a box. Oh, wonderful! And and send send them his way. Uh, and I happen to know, uh, you know, Deacon Bill Davis, and so I'll be able to. We'll be able to as soon as they open that place up again. We'll be able to uh, to take them over there and and allow some of these guys to have some access. But it tells me about their hunger mm-hmm. for God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hunger for reading materials actually uh, related to God uh, can go far. And I say this because a lot of people don't realize that the history of the Catholic Church in Korea was uh, its the only time in which uh, a diocese was actually founded by, or there were lay people in Korea who read about the Catholic Church, read about Christianity, read about Catholicism, and wow. asked the Vatican to send them clergy. So or and and so they it wasn't that missionaries went out to that area and staked you know you know the beginnings of what became a diocese and, and built out from there. Someone read. Someone read. 
and, and, and invited others to read, and they just came to the conclusion as a group, this is true. And enough people reached out to the Vatican that, you know, moved the heart of the church to include Korea uh, into there. So it's a very unique history to Korea, but that just tells me right there, that piece of history tells me, gosh, so much can happen just by people hungering to just read for, about God. Right. So, so uh, I, I, would, I truly believe that uh, Kenneth and, uh, and those that are with him there uh, in, in prison um, know that true satisfaction is only going to come from God. That's their experience thus far. And so, um, you know, it leads us to this question, like, how do you satisfy the hunger then? I mean, I think Kenneth has an idea here. Maybe he wouldn't have, uh, you know, written it out that way or said it that way. Like, well, we have a hunger for God, and so therefore uh, we need more reading material. The reality is, is how can I uh, have more God in my life? And in his particular circumstance, well, reading material in paperback form is is what it would take. And so that's I'm going to do my best to answer that. So you need to ask yourselves the questions, our dear listeners. What is it that you're you're hungering for? I propose that it's God, mm-hmm. and and so the the question is, how do you satisfy that hunger? So we could go down the regular litany, the laundry list of of mass, of uh, of of uh, piety, sacraments. study, action, all the sacraments, especially confession, uh, and and the reality is, it's getting closer to God and really at the realizing that at the heart of your hunger. At the very heart of your hunger um, is is God Almighty waiting to be satiating you, mm-hmm. right? So we see this specifically in Eucharist, but at the same time, it's really essentially this: is God's divine grace satiates it, completes us, mm-hmm. right? It's the reason we were created, why how we are sustained, and what we ultimately are being uh, desirous of. Right and uh, and summoned by God, essentially to 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 experience this divine satiation. So that's what we have to do, and and to remind ourselves daily that we have to be cautious and careful about what it is that we are uh, that we are seeking uh, in life, and is it truly is it at the heart of it? Is it down uh, you know Mick Jagger's uh, part of the world in terms of the song of not being satisfied? Is it ultimately going to lead us to more hunger and more problems and more issues? Uh, and I'm not picking on Nick. But the reality is, is it God or is it not God? Not God equals bad. Right. Right. So ultimately, where is our hunger leading us? And I, 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 we can sidestep a lot of hassle, a lot of problems, a lot of issues, a lot of sin, if we realize that, that, that we are designed by God to hunger for him. Mm-hmm. And that only he can truly satisfy and satiate. And you know who points us to God? Mary. Right? Mary points us to her son, Jesus. And so we can be satisfied in that way. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our, our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.